Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, yeah, exciting, another exciting episode. Another one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to jump right into it. We, we covered um, investing a few times, stock yeah. market investing. And, uh, shout out to Trapper. Shout out to Trapper. Shout, shout out to Wall Street Shout out to yeah, Quentin. Yeah. Shout out to Quentin. Q, what up? That's our guy, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. So um, this is going to be the third installment of investing. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some things that we didn't talk about um, the other two times, um, futures market, day trading, some other stuff, yeah. um, because it's important for people to get a full range yeah. of investing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff being given out as misinformation, people being misled. So we ho- hopefully yeah. we're gonna clear up some things today. Yeah, 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 so we got our guy, Ian Dunlap, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, appreciate so you, Ian is an investment expert, as you can see, looks the part. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make my mom proud. <laughs> he's, an, he's an investment ex- expert. Um, he's been featured on Huffington Post, um, Rolling Out uh, Magazine. He's uh, spoken on the same stage with uh, Eric Thomas. I got ET. Yeah, ET. yeah, yeah, and he has a whole platform called Red Panda where he teaches people how to invest. And he has personal clients as well. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation. As I said, we're gonna talk about some things that we haven't spoke about yet. And yeah. um, it's important for, for people to know. So um, yes, we, the first thing I wanna talk about is day trading, but before we get into day trading, um, how did you get into investment space? Like how did you get into this space as far as investing yourself first and foremost, um, and then taking that and then teaching other people to invest? Yeah, I first heard about it from my seventh grade teacher, Mr. Smolin. Uh, he was an older white gentleman. I didn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have, because at, at the beginning of the class, in math class, he would go through the newspaper and take us through through the highs and the lows. And I was like, I don't care about that. I was too busy listening to Mob Deep. Yeah. We can like, relate. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a fact. Mr. Smolin, if you're still living, sorry I didn't listen. <laughs> um, but fast forward to 2007 during the recession, uh, one of my buddies, Art, he's from Birmingham. Um, one of my friends was like, we need to talk to this guy that I went to school with because he just made a killing in the market. And I'm like, huh? and he's black? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. So I talked to Art, and Art was like, man, I don't know what you're doing, but I need you to put every dollar you have into the market told I, you that yeah okay 2007 like, time frame <laughs> and you know, kramer was on tv screaming yeah uh i remember in the midwest a lot of my family members like being out of work because the recession hurt everybody mm-hmm. yeah. i didn't listen i was like i ain't gonna listen to this dude what the hell are you talking about but meanwhile he's working at one of the biggest investment companies in the country put every dollar he had into it he caught city at a dollar and three months later he was up 500 percent from that so once I saw him do it with him being black and acting black, being proud of who he is, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to listen to this guy. So he took me under his wing and he threw me in the deep end of the pool. He was like, if you're serious, you are going to do everything I tell you because I already know what to do. What's the age difference between you and him? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. Okay. Yeah. So, so like he's the OG now. Yeah, he's right. OG. All right. All right. I love you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I think it's really important for us um, to share our stories, especially being black. Because we underinvest, we undersave, we're undercapitalized, 
But yeah, he gave me my start in investing and introduced me to it. Then you just took it and just ran with it. You had to. Yeah. Was there was there anybody in the family like maybe mom or dad had, that had a background in business? My dad, my dad was the one who inspired me to be an entrepreneur. Okay. So my dad's had a construction company since twenty two. So all of my work ethic I get from him, uh, how strong and like directing to the point I am, mm-hmm. because like business is tough. And then he was on business in the eighties and nineties. There was no internet, and they did well um, in the in their industry with yellow page ads, follow-up, direct mail. So it was harder. Yeah, so when he sees it now, he was like, you can text people and get business. He's like, <laughs> you better get your ass up at 5 o'clock and just text two, 300 people. I had to get out yeah. and buy TV ads for twenty five grand and didn't know where they were going to be placed. Yeah, for our younger folks, yellow pages was a yellow book yeah. <laughs> that was mailed to your house once a year <laughs> with yeah. numbers. Google. Google. Yeah. Google's the new yellow page. Way easier now. Are you from Indiana originally, right? Yeah, East Chicago, Indiana. East Chicago. So that's like right outside of Gary, Indiana, right? Five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. shout out to everybody. Yeah. So I didn't grow up in like some amazing financial ecosystem. Um, and we were poor for a long time. Like the reason why I don't even like the Bulls to this day, like I, we got WG in programming, which is Chicago programming. But when the, the Bulls were winning the titles, like our lights were off mm. in the winter. So like most of my family is still to this day, like lower income and, and poor. So like a lot of me giving back is because like I want to reach them mm-hmm. and show like what's possible if you apply. Because everybody, I think in every hood knows what to do. They're not given a direct path to be able to use that talent or work ethic to be able to make money. Because we all know people in the hood that are like stars and have potential, yeah. but just went down the wrong path. So Yeah, it's all about, it's all about information. That's yeah. why we're here. Yeah, so, absolutely. all right. So, the futures, futures market, right? Yep. Because we hear about this a lot, um, like CNBC. If you ever watch CNBC, they talk about the futures market. Yep. Yeah. And they talk about futures. Um, so not the rapper. Yeah, yeah I'm not the say, rapper. Future. We know future as a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. life so is good. Shout out to that. What is, what is what is what is it? What is, what is futures? What are they? Yeah, are fu- they? futures is the highest paying asset class that no one knows about. What are the asset classes? Um, so you have um, st- you have stocks that you can invest in. You mm-hmm. have ETFs. You have mutual funds. But futures pays the most out of all of them. So for every one dollar that you can invest in, let's say, get in the stock. The ES, which is the S&P 500, pays 125 times more, and bonds pay 312 times more. So if you go to CNBC in the morning, like you said, that sets the tone for what the market is going to do because it's open 23 hours a day. So what, is, so what exactly is it? Like, what's the futures? Uh, futures basically is it's a, you're making a guess or a bet whether the market is going to go up or down. But with certain asset classes, like you know, the market is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Generally, gold is going to go down until something bad happens, like the Iran attack. We know crude is going to be volatile. So it's what institutional investors use to gauge for what the market is going to do. And so, like, for example, I'll say, okay, who do you think – or do you think LeBron is going to average 10 points this year or more? Definitely more. You just place the bet on LeBron averaging more than 10. Right. That's all the futures market is. So the futures market is like after-hour trading? Yes, and yeah. it's pretty much like it's a, so it's like calls and puts on the options, but it's worldwide, and then it's twenty three hours a day. So at the open, the American Open at eight thirty, that's when you have the most volume mm-hmm. on it. But most of us, especially that are black, don't know about it because we were the asset class that were traded. Why? Why twenty three, not twenty four hours a day? Um, because it has an hour of rest, and then the, the way the cycle goes from America to Asian market and London market, it's like a little break in between. Yeah, I got like that. The, you know, like if you have like files, you get like these channels from Asia. Yeah, and they show the future markets. Yep. I got so you. I'm gonna ask you what you just said. I'm gonna elaborate on that. But before, so all right, just for everybody to understand. So stocks, I'm buying a stock, regular mm-hmm. stock. Yep. And I'm just buying it at that price. Yes. If it goes up, I make money. If it goes down, I lose money. Yeah. Futures is, for lack of a better word, is like kind of a guess where you're kind of predict predicting mm-hmm. it's going to go up like you it's ten dollars now but you think it's going to go up to 15. yes so it's a future that's why it's called futures future because it's like you're moving you're guessing the future you're guessing the future it. yeah and you can you can guess the future if it goes up or you can guess the future if it goes down yep is that correct absolutely and then you can make money whether the asset goes up or down now what what are we basing that off of is there information that it's tied to the price of the s p 500 and the bonds market okay so long term i tell people to invest in index funds so SPY, DIA, and then I'm like trade the future. Because if you buy it long term, you can look in your account and see where it's going. Most days, the S&P 500 is going to go up unless Trump does something crazy, which is <laughs> all the time. But that volatility even provides some movement. So if the market falls down 500 points, 
you can profit when the market goes down. You can't do that with stocks. So and, the vibe, and, I'm sorry. And the S&P 500, for anybody that doesn't know, it stands for Standard & Poor's 500. Yes. 500 companies, like a microcosm of different stocks. So a lot of times you hear the market is up and the market is down. down They're not yeah. talking about every single stock in the stock no. market. They're using Dow Jones, S&P 500, yeah. S&P 500, and Russell 2000. So S&P 500 is like 500 stocks from yeah. different sectors. Yep. And if all of those are moving in one direction or another, then pretty much the market is moving in Absolutely. that same direction. Yeah, think of the S&P as like the NBA. It's mm-hmm. like the 500 best players in one basket. Mm-hmm. And then the Dow 30 is like the best 30. So when I pe- tell people to invest in the index fund, I'm like, imagine we was at the park and you had to pick five people. And I'm like, okay, you can get Giannis, LeBron, Curry when he's not hurt, mm-hmm. Harden, and Westbrook. And we play against five other team, uh, five other players that are just regular players. Who do you think goes win? All-star team. So you said that um, black people was traded. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Uh, the financial markets, unfortunately, was based off of slavery. So we were the first commodity actually traded. So most insurance companies got their start from slavery mm. um, and insurance slaves. And then futures contracts, they would make a guess about how many slaves would actually make it um, across land. And so that's why most of us don't know about it because we were the thing that were traded. We're, we're not supposed to know. You, you said futures contract. What, what is that and how, how do you buy that? So let, let's say hypothetically you had a thousand slaves. Mm-hmm. The companies would guess that maybe 560 to 700 of them would end up dying and they would have a contract on it that if they died, they would still make money off of it via insurance. It's funny. It's crazy that you say that because it's like um, yesterday I went to Schomburg. You ever heard of Schomburg? So the Schomburg Library is in Harlem, Harlem. Okay. and it's um, world famous. Okay. And um, it's like African American museum type, yeah. but it's not a museum. It's a library, exhibition, stuff like that. So long story short, just yesterday, yeah. I went there randomly, yeah. and um, <laughs> I was in the, I was in there, and I was looking at different things. So I looked on the wall. So I saw the contracts for um, the company that predated New York life. Yep. I forgot the name of it, but it showed um, the contracts, the the life insurance contracts yeah. on slaves. And the ships, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm gonna get to that. So then on in the book, it's interesting, because in the book, it has like causes of death, mm-hmm. age that they died. So it was all kinds of stuff. Like, they di- like a lot of people died from infl- inflammation of the stomach, yeah. diarrhea, um, all kinds of stuff. But it was, so it's a, it's a book and it's like, a lot like that's how New York Life Insurance yeah. got started. Yep. Um, that was the that was before that they changed the name, yeah. and it was and based off it. of um, insuring yeah. slave masters on their slaves. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but racism is America's first startup. Mm. So the country is built off of us. But of course, when we died, like you just said, they profited heavily. Like when and when you lose that many quote unquote commodities, you have to have an insurance policy in place to be able to cover it so everything is tied together insurance wall street i mean wall street was one of the biggest slave markets before it turned into like the economic center that it is yeah. now like slaves were traded yeah. on wall street yeah i actually took um our summer group to the uh black burial ground in manhattan yeah and they give a detailed explanation yeah. of that whole, uh, the whole situation it's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you dive into the information, it's fascinating but heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 And the ships too. It's like I saw it on the ships where it's like they have people just like lined up. Yeah. So it's like the, the a lot of people not gonna make it. Cause you yep. it's like a month to get from Africa to America. Yeah. And if you in a ship lined up with three hundred people right next to each other, like yeah. people going to the bathroom on themselves, it's yeah. like it's it's not a really an efficient way to, to travel. So half of the slaves even more died yeah. just from that like yeah. you know what I mean just like you can't so like you said like so that all comes into like yeah. the insurance yes but it's interesting as far as like the commodities because it's like okay like how many is actually going to make it yeah 30% 40% we could put bets on that calls and puts on it and if you can make money if yeah, a certain amount of people make it yeah. yeah and also in during times of travesty like when crude shot down you can make money as the market has fallen so unfortunately whether we made it across the seas or not, they had a plan to be able to make money. And that's one thing I have to tell people when it comes to investing, like whether the market is good or bad, you have to be able to make money. Mm-hmm. We all have kids. Kids are not cheap by any means. And we have to invest more so we can have a future for them. But even when a market falls apart, like luckily with future, some of my biggest days, like August 24, 2015, the market dropped 500 points. I had one of my best days. I had a 100% gainer mm. that day. Um, Brexit. 
like I made a ton of money on Brexit when that economy was falling apart. I was able to take advantage of it and then ride the ES down, which is S&P 500, and then ride it back up. So regardless, in stocks, you can only ride them one way, but futures, you can play both ways. So, so what, what are some markets that you can actually buy futures on? Um, you can do it through TD Ameritrade. Um, I use Ninja Trader as well out of Chicago um, because it's 500 per contract at Ninja Trader. If you did it through Thinkorswim. $500? Yes, okay. 500 per. But if you bought one future contract on TD Ameritrade, it would be 6250 because most African-Americans don't have six grand laying around to invest one contract. So they're a discount broker, and that's how you can end up buying more contracts and end up making more money. Okay. So All right, so day trading. Yep. Day trade, or as I call it, short-term investing. But you're right. traders. <laughs> short-term investing, because yeah. uh, there's right. a lot of traders out there, and most of them don't make money. Okay, it's very and you, true. It's all right. So, how do you make money day trading? Because you said so. Day trading for anybody is not familiar mm-hmm. is that you're trading intraday. That's why it's yes, called day trading. Day, yep. um, so you could day trade anything, crypto. Which I hate. You hate crypto. Hate. You can. Uh, day- we've learned to hate it too. All right. yeah. You could day trade forex. <laughs> Which I hate. We'll talk about. We'll talk that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you could day trade stocks, but yeah. you said that stocks is not the best way to day trade or yeah. intraday trade or however you want to phrase well, it. Well, stocks weren't originally meant to be day traded. They were meant to be held for long term periods. So like 30, 40, 50 year period. And you notice as an advisor, like if you if you had Apple and you traded Apple for one day, ten years ago, you may have made a thousand two hundred, a thousand two thousand three thousand dollars. If you would have put two thousand dollars into Apple ten years ago, you would probably have more than one hundred and fifty grand right now. So for a long term wealth building, it's absolutely amazing. But futures, you have a thirty day window to trade them, and then the contracts cycle over. So, mm-hmm. and I tell all of my students, I'm like, go for shorter targets so you can get in out profit. But the hardest part for most people is they don't have discipline to walk away. They'll want to over trade and be like, well. I've been broke the majority of my life, so let me try and get 10 trades in a day. But you can't make up for the time in which you were not previously so investing. So how, how do you day trade? What's the what's the what's what's some tips on day? Like, how do you day trade? Um, first, you have to open up a brokerage account. So that would be through for features like NinjaTrader. And then the most important thing, you have to know where the direction is going. It's a simple way to know. If the market is green, it means the market is going up. If it's red, it means it's going down. We've all opened up Yahoo Finance and on a bad day. It's always red. But most traders, they are buying when it's red. And that's a good investing strategy. But intraday, you end up losing a lot of money. So as the market is going up, ride the market up or buy. And then if it's red, you want to sell. But you have to have a predetermined target. So like if you have 50 shares of, let's say, bonds, and let's say you get two pennies worth of movement, you can make 12.50 in less than 14, 15 minutes. But then after that, you have to stop because you only allowed a certain amount of trades per day because you don't want to gamble. That's where the gambling part comes yeah. in that's associated with trading. It's like, well, you don't know if it's going to go up or go down. I'm like, you know what the S&P is going to do. What's, what's the number of trades you can make a day? You can do unlimited, but I advise people only do one or two. Okay. One or two because anytime you do more than that, you are, like I said, subconsciously trying to make up for the lack of money that you have in your life because we know most people that have money don't take huge risk. And I like to keep my risk capped to like 2%, but every time you get back in the market, you are assuming more risk on a particular trade and you don't want to do that. Yeah, can we just go back for a second for the contracts? I know you said there's an expiration of 30 days. Yeah. Is that the standard or are there other ones that are 60 or 90 days? No, that that's the standard for futures. So, so every every 30 days, um, they'll end up rolling over. So that's a max window that you can have to trade them. Okay, and yeah. you could lose or gain money during that process, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but you can have a stop loss in place that mitigates your risk, and then you can have a predetermined target. A lot of people, they'll just hit buy and hope that it goes up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hope was a great strategy for Obama, but financially, <laughs> that's something we can't do. So what's the S&P right, at right now? Is uh, it, it's back in, in, in the, close to the 3,000s, um, th- 3,500 range. Right. And so, then, so, all right, so 3,500, let's just say 3,500, because yep. we don't know when this will come out. Yep. So let's say 3,500 S&P is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up, Yep. I buy a future on it, Yep. And I have a, a target of thirty five oh one. Of thirty five oh one. Yes. I have a stop loss of let's say you can put it at twenty nine ninety eight for easy numbers. All right. Yeah. So the stop loss is once it if it get if it goes I stop my losses. That's why it's yes. called stop loss. Yes. Stop your losses. So yeah. 
you don't just it's not like a nosedive if the market just starts to tank it's like okay all your because then you can lose all of your money and you're sold at that yeah. point that can go down to a thousand yep okay but when it gets to the point where you're actually say comfortable buying mm-hmm. selling it at then it's sold absolutely automatically okay so but now it's like if it goes past that it what if it just keeps going like you can't have fomo you have to be think of it as a business McDonald's doesn't sell uh, number one for ten dollars to one person, then twenty five to another. All the prices are the same. So you want to run it like a business. Where I'm like, okay, when I approach the market, anytime that I hit over a certain number, I'm happy. A because I remember when I was broke mm-hmm. and had no money, and then B it's not in my business plan to take more than a certain amount of trades per day. A lot of people will get in, they'll start and be like, oh, well, I want to take fourteen, fifteen trades. I'm like, that's not in your plan. So we have to, especially our people, we have to exercise a lot of discipline mm. in the financial markets because we're so far behind. And people try and get caught up with trading. And um, it's like you should have been investing 10 years ago. I mean, even me, knowing what I know now, me not putting every dollar into the market when Art told me to cost me $12 million. Wow. So it's like, wow. that's why I tell him, I'm like, damn, I should have listened to you. I'm sorry. He was like, but you're further ahead than you were and could have been. But I'm like, yeah, but I want 12. But he was like, but you have to go all in when you get the information. And we all sit and wish we would have invested. We were talking about it before we started uh, recording. Could have bought City, Bank of America, yeah. Apple was super cheap, MasterCard was cheap. Definitely We sat on the sidelines and then, but you know, some J's came out. We went and got the J's or we partied or went on vacation. We have to put our money here first. And you said it's only like two hours a day where you should actually be. Hour, yeah, two hours maximum, the open and the close. Where you should even... Uh, you don't like to call it they different. What is it? What do you call it? Short-term, short-term investing. All right. So only two hours a day where you should do short-term investing. Yes. Opening, which is 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, 8.30 to 9.30 central. 9.30 a.m. Yeah. And closing, which is 3.30 to 4.30? Yeah. 3.30 to 4.30, and then you should be done. Just wrap it up, and that's Eastern time, and wrap it up. Because in the middle, that's where a lot of the amateurs play. There's not as much liquidity. So think of it as if you own a store, or your highest volume, let's say if you own a restaurant, will be mm-hmm. breakfast and dinner time. Right. In the middle, there's not as many people buying. Like, you literally can see volume get cut in half. And I'm like, don't trade in the middle because there's not enough people. Because all the market is is a bunch of people agreeing to buy and sell at a particular price. Everybody goes away at lunch. Mm. So come back at the close and then just be disciplined and stick to your hours. You said in one of your rules that never to give up more than 1.6% on any trade. Can you explain that? So you have to have, like, a predetermined, like, risk-to-reward ratio. And so, like, let's say if we were playing ball outside. Mm -hmm. And if we hit two three-pointers, we got $50,000. Great. I think anybody in this room, no matter how often we play, we can hit two shots, right? But uh, most people, when they trade, they're, they're risking 50% of their capital. So if you miss them first two shots, you lose all your money. Mm. So if you cap it at 1.6% or 2% maximum, if you lose two trades, you're only down 4%. Your wife or your lady won't kill you. <laughs> You're not messing up the kid's college fund. And yeah. then your emotions aren't messed up. Whereas if you're risking 50%, man, two trades, your lady hates you. You messed up the bag for the kid. And now you are beating yourself up because we as black people have so much trauma tied with money and not having it. Mm-hmm. Any losses hurt us more than than other races I've found out personally. So Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get wiped out. Take you out the game. You don't. One... one <laughs> One bad day could take you out the game. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen it in, of course, during a recession. So, like, when people were over-leveraged, a lot of the banks went, went under because they had assumed too much risk. But a lot of it is psychology, too, because, like, if you yep. – So, it's all synonymous with gambling. And I always tell yeah. people that investing is a game of knowledge. Yes. Gambling is a game of chance. Yes. But, but, especially short-term trading, mm-hmm. highly speculative investments, Yep. It, it very it's synonymous with gambling. Yeah, and you, you get the you, same feeling as a game. Like if you gamble, you get a certain you hit a feeling. euphoria. You get yep. a feeling. You never yep. look at it. when you if you gamble and you win ten thousand on the craps table, you don't look at it like you won ten thousand. Yeah. You look at it like you could potentially win a hundred thousand. Yep. And if you stop playing, you don't look. You look at it like you lost ninety. I'm hot. Yeah. I strike. The same I'm thing. High. It's the same thing. Same with, thing. with short term investing. So that's the dangerous part for me. Is mm-hmm. like people. You, you go down because you, you, you start to make money mm-hmm. very quickly. And very fast. So if you make $500 in an hour, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a high. Yeah. You feel like. You feel invincible. Yeah. At that point. But then you just have to stop. Because after you lose a certain amount of money, and we've all been there. We made money, gave it back. 
or spent it. But once you ha- you have to have a higher purpose for what the money's for. Mm-hmm. For me, being broke, like I need freedom for myself, and then also for my son, because I know what it, when I have the conversation with my dad. I'm like, if you would have put away ten grand in thirty years, it would have been one point two. My dad damn near cried. Mm-hmm. My dad's smart, been in business for a long time. He was like, I just didn't know. Like, it's not that I wouldn't have put the money away for you. I just had no clue. And of course, in the seventies and eighties, this information wasn't flowing nah, yeah, nah. at all. Nah, it's. All right, so the next segment we're gonna go into some more some more information, but um, yeah, the day trading or short term trading. Is, no, I'm a short term investor. Is swing yeah. trading the same thing? Yeah, so you can hold it for multiple days. Yeah. So for like a 30 day period, so you're holding it. So then you have a higher probability because you can hold it for multiple days, but it costs more. Okay. To do that, so even that, so if you swing trade the S and P 500, it costs almost seven thousand because most of us are blocked out from being able to do that because the the win ratio is higher with um, swing trading because you're holding it over multiple days. You may get a bad price on the S&P Monday, but then by Thursday it's back up, so you're fine. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and listen, investing is risky, um, especially on a short-term side if you are not disciplined. And I always say, like, if you don't have 10 grand put into the market or 10 grand saved, you shouldn't. Because most people want to tr- treat this like they are going to flip money. I'm like, flipping doesn't work in the streets. <laughs> Like you either get jammed up, have to get a lawyer, mm-hmm. or you end up giving it all away. So we have to. I want us to take that drug mentality away around the market. Even though I love the Wall Street trapper name, I love like, <laughs> love the content. So yeah, no, no, no shade with that because I love your material. I want us to start to think bigger about what we can achieve and long term pass on money and to be able to even help our friends. So, all right, um, okay. So in the next segment, we're gonna talk about some more things about investing. Okay. So, as far as um, trading, right? Yes. Whether you're trading um, commodities, whether you're trading stocks, whether you're trading futures, like you said, it's it's practice makes yes. perfect, right? And um, like you could become good at anything if you if you have good habits. And if you apply yourself, yeah. How can somebody become a good trader? Like, what are some tips to improve somebody's trading? That's the best thing. Um, when you sign up with any platform, they let you practice for free. Most people want to start making money right away, and uh, short-term investing is more like a sport. So I can't expect to go to the league if I'm putting up two jumpers a day. Mm. I don't care how good the two jumpers are. Under different conditions, I won't be able to perform well. So I tell people, like, start off practicing and take 100 trades. See how it goes for you. Then take it. That's before you put $1. Simulate in. it. Like simulate yeah, simulate it. Mm. But because then you'll get comfortable and say, okay, either I do have the discipline to do this or I don't. For me, coming from East Chicago, Indiana, area when I got introduced to long-term investing and short it clicked for me right away I'm like wait so if I put in a hundred shares here and I get four pennies up in movement on the ES I can make 1250 I'm like I'm sold yeah I'm like but most people may not have a discipline because they may not believe in themselves and we see it with business owners all the time who should have more growth they are the limitations or the governor in their own business. But yeah. you can start with any broker's platform and then just practice so, so on the broker's platforms, they have actual simulators? Because that's a good thing to know, especially yeah. when we're trying to teach kids yeah. to actually do the, the, the side oh, game. Oh, and for kids, they have yeah. a game called Chart Cut. Yeah. So it's a game that you can download in the App Store. And you literally can, if you think the market is going to go up, hit buy. If you think it's going to drop, hit sell. And you can practice there. Yeah. yeah. Simulated trading, I'm glad you said that, especially for, for children, yeah. is... um extremely extremely valuable yes because spot especially trading it's um it's a competitive sport it is so like a lot of schools even for teachers mm-hmm. a lot of times i always recommend like if you want to do like an investment club for your class yeah. and you yeah. can start with like fake money yeah. think of them a prize whoever wins yeah. colleges do that all the time all the time yeah. and it's like hey you're learning yeah but it's always good to have some kind of competition in place mm-hmm. and then you realize like it's actually exciting like you know what i mean yeah. like anybody that really is involved with like trading stocks or mm-hmm. investing on a, on a high level they they it's like a sport it's a yeah, game it yeah. so um simulation is something that and like you said it's it's you're not making any money but it's it's like you have to practice yeah, it. yeah, yeah. exactly it's the same it's, as any it's like the sport. preseason yeah. it's like the preseason i think it's dope because like i said in our summer program we teach stocks so we, we, st- we, we teach them about the market but then like they do a simulator and then they actually get to go down to wall street and see how it's that's done incredible. for real um so that's important yeah after we do the simulation, though, right now it's time to get in the game. Like, is there a certain amount of money we need to have, or like, what's yeah, it? I would say start with two thousand. But before you get to intraday trading, yeah. like you have to invest long term. So even though I love investing on the short term, I made my chops and reputation off long term investing. So the foundation is indexes, second layer is technology stocks. So start there, mm-hmm. and then start with a thousand or two thousand bucks. 
don't put everything you have into it because then when the money's involved, emotions come out. Absolutely. And then now you have to stick to your rule of one or two trades a day and not 45 trades and not trading Forex and crypto and everything at the same time. Like you have to be very disciplined, start yeah. small, and then earn your way up to put it in more. Most people just want to throw in 10 grand and hope it goes up. And I'm like, you can't hope. You have to practice your way through this to be able to do better. Yeah, one of the things you said too, I, I heard in an interview, it was like, people just throw money into an investment and yeah. they just leave it there. Yeah. Like there has to be some discipline where you have like, all right, every month I need to throw this certain amount. Yeah. You wanna talk about that strategy a little bit? Yeah, so uh, you wanna set goals in place. So even if you only, let's say you get one penny worth of movement on bonds and you max out your contracts, you can get six and a quarter percent growth on one penny worth of movement. You don't have to be great to do that. Mm. So I tell my students, you have to have one small target you can hit every day. Cause let's be honest, you have to produce, even if emotions are there, you're having a bad day, you've been fighting with your significant other, you still have to make money because bills are gonna come in and then go for a longer target. So that's when I tell them to do like a 15 point target. So if you lose one trade, let's say if you lo even lose five, when you hit that 15 point target, it erases all the previous losses and now you're in profit of 10. But it's a sport, it's no, di no different than playing basketball, MMA, which my son loves to do, hey Xander, I love you. Uh, or, or we all went to school with people who were really talented and then end up not doing well because mm -hmm. they were just lazy as hell. Yeah. Like we look at James uh, Harden, of course, in Houston, LeBron, regardless of what you think of him, man, the kid worked hard, works hard, puts a lot of money into his body in the off season. So you have to treat the investing part the same way. Yeah. And well. it's, um, so, all right. So you said the first layer should be index funds. Yes. The second layer should be tech. I'm glad you said that. I want to talk about tech a little bit because I'll yes. tell people all the time like if you don't know anything just invest in tech absolutely because um technology is not the wave of the future it's right now it's now like and always has been yeah, yeah every yeah. industry is affected by tech like there's, yes. there's there's a mutual fund called the diamond tech fund franklin mm -hmm. templeton yep and it's up like 16 percent a year for the last 10 years easily and yeah. um it has like all of the the, the big tech companies yeah. in it like google apple amazon yeah um so it's like it's the dummiest way to invest. Like Absolutely. You just I mean, because our lives are ruled by technology. Even back when that assembly line, well, Ford, that was a technological innovation that made Ford great at that time. Mm -hmm. Then IBM, of course, now Apple and Microsoft have been on a great run. Netflix, Facebook, Google. They, I mean, and I tell people like, invest in major tech companies you've heard of. If it's a biotech company that you never heard of in Delaware, don't touch it. We all have heard of Facebook, Amazon, Google, yeah. Net Netflix. So. Those are easy, and like you said, an easy way to invest. Because I ask entrepreneurs, if I can walk you into Steve Jobs' office when he was alive, and he would give you a grant for your business, would you take the grant from Steve? Everybody says, yeah. How much money have you invested in Apple then? Because mm. it comes down to who's the better entrepreneur. I'm not better than the CEO of Google. No, no matter how much ego I have, I'm not, I'm not better than Zuckerberg. But I can tie my money into him and their performance and make money off of them. And especially in our community, we know who the hottest players are, who the hottest rappers are. Well, is, we make it that way. Yeah, and we make it that way. <laughs> yeah. So even when I went to EC Central and talked to the kids, I'm like, who's hotter, Cardi or MC Light? Most of the kids are like, who is MC Light? <laughs> They're probably saying that right now. Yeah, it's like, it's like Cardi's hotter. Okay, cool. Cardi is Apple. And that, okay, who's hotter, Drake or Rakim? Peace to the God. Yeah. But <laughs> he, he, Drake would be like Microsoft. Right. So these are easy bets. You have like top five performers in every industry and just tie your money into them and, and you'll be okay. Ride the wave. Yeah. So why are you so big on indexes though? Because um, it's, it's, a, it's a debate mm -hmm. between like um, indexes. Warren Buffett is a, is a believer in index. Mm -hmm. Huge believer. He's like, just put your money in index fund. If you don't know yeah. nothing else, just put your money in index fund. Yeah. And a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, but then people want to just- Are you anti-index? I'm not. Okay. No, no. But um, I'm just interested to get your perspective on it. Like, why, yeah. why is index funds the top level for you? Yeah, because it provides a certain level of safety. So let's make an, a comparison. Like, the Knicks GM has had a lot of opportunity to draft some good players. <laughs> he has not for the longest time. Yeah. So, so let's say we go into being GM of picking stocks. Okay, so we can either pick one individual company, which we may have a bust on, or an index fund is nothing more than an all-star team. So if I give you the Eastern All-Stars to go against Orlando, who do you think is going to win? I'm going to think. Yeah, all-star <laughs> team is going to win. Right. So, like, 
when you pick index funds, you're taking the best of the best companies. And even if you miss a great company, by having a collective there or a basket, it'll be able to go up. And then this year had an amazing run. Like it was up 27%. Like this year was a great year. Um, And I know some people don't like them, but it's like Buffett does it. A lot of the major hedge funds. And then if you want to get more technical, like all the money they've been pumping into the market or quantitative easing since the recession, that's another reason. Like I always tell people the market is rigged to stay up Mm -hmm. because when the market happens or a recession happens, people die. Divorces are, are at a higher rate businesses never recover so it's the economic engine that keeps pumping um and we have to tie our money to where the money is and where it's flowing easily so all right and another thing with the index funds is that you can actually invest most retirement plans most 401ks have an option where it's like the s p you can invest in an index yeah. fund inside of your retirement yep. which brings me to my next question so you you what 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 stocks should people invest in for retirement the two biggest technology companies there are keep it simple my plan is very simple two indexes two tech because mm-hmm. if you make if you invest in 25 companies you made your own mutual fund why now you can talk if from an asset allocation standpoint if you should have bonds and tech run, runs our lives so whether amazon takes over or apple takes over it's going to be two tech giants always tie your money and you can go back and look at ibm so what for, tech giants like right now i've always uh, advised apple and, and microsoft mm-hmm. not google well if you can afford it, Google's too pricey for most people. That is true. Yeah, it's too pricey. If you can do Google, absolutely. But I know most in our community, they can't afford where Google is. I mean, I recommended Amazon and Google in 2015 and 2016, and Amazon before it got to 1000 a share. Once it hit 1000 a share, most people was like, I don't have enough money to buy one share. It's tough to buy one slice. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon's going to keep going up. Yeah. To infinity. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they are the king of re- retail. Yeah. So no. if you guys can afford it, do it. No, no stopping. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and that's just, that's a retirement strategy? Yep. Because those companies are never going to fall. Never. And if so, someone's going to overtake them. So even with Microsoft, like I'm 37. Microsoft was popular. Windows 95 was popular and Bill Gates had that company doing well in the mid 90s. So even like 20 grand or 10 grand back in the 90s now would be several hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Great companies tend to be great for a long period of time, and shitty companies go out of business really fast. So even you take Oracle, any of the Silicon Valley tech giants, they've been around for a long time. Salesforce, um, with their ticker CRM. Salesforce is serious. Yeah, Salesforce like they've been around forever. So that's why when like fly by night stuff comes up, like Bitcoin, I'm like, <laughs> why? We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, why touch it? And if you don't know how to properly invest it, like start with the big boys. And think of it always, you're, you're drafting. So you want to draft the best players. So I'm going, whether you like LeBron or not, I'm, LeBron's going to be one of the first people I pick. Like, Durant is like a Salesforce, like slow and steady, gets better every year, underrated. But then a lot of people are like, well, I want to get a weed company like CAN that falls through the floor. And I'm like, why? Just because you smoke weed? Like, <laughs> we know that, that like doesn't that. make you an expert. And I feel like just tie your money yeah. to, to what's working. So we got so two well. tech stocks and what are the two indexes? Uh, SPY is the easy or you can do VOO, which is Vanguard, and then the Dow Jones, which is DIA. And keep it very, very simple. Keep it very simple because you don't need 25 stocks in your retirement plan. Because once you have so many, they'll start to weigh down your portfolio. Well, you may have a winner that's up 25%, but the loser may have lost 12%. And now you've cut your retirement and half and the number that we actually need for retirement is five million in our community that's a hard ass number why you, why you say yeah, five I was million. Gonna say five. when you look at inflation and then also how many kids you have one you have one two you have two yeah they're, they're not cheap no it adds up and then also when we get in this position to be fortunate financially we also have to help other people so it's a heavier burden on us and then of course we'll cost of living going up i mean you guys are living in a, a pricey state it's not going to be cheap to leave. You can't. There is no four or five hundred dollar mortgages here anymore. So we just need more money. And then it's the four percent rule. Yeah, go ahead. Four percent rule. So if anybody's not familiar, that's what most people say. Like you should only take four percent of your retirement account yep. a year um, to make sure that you, it stays forever. Yeah. So four percent of a million is forty thousand dollars. Yep. When you look at it like that, it's not that much you, money. You're at break even pretty much. Right. So yeah, then, maybe. So then, so <laughs> yeah, then, maybe. So then five million, four percent of five million is two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you look at it from that standpoint, especially with inflation. And rising health care costs. Not really a lot of money. At all. Like God rest her soul, my grandmother gave all of her life savings 
away trying to get back healthy once she had cancer. Oh, like wow. my grandma probably went through 200 grand maybe in eight months. Wow. Like going through key, and I'm like there with her. So the businessman to me, and my dad is seeing it, he's like, there's 40 chairs in here. Like, and they're charging 2,500 there. This is a business. Yeah. So it's great for the healthcare field, but for us, well, if we ha ever have any disaster or, cause we're all gonna have a downturn at some point, something will happen and that's why we need more money put away. It costs a lot of money, and look at all the bankruptcies that happened because of high hospital bills. Like I have a friend that had a two hundred thousand dollar bill last year. It's like you can try and write it off for file bankruptcy, but it's like it's going to dig a deeper hole for you. Absolutely. So, so, so forex, which is we're gonna uh, do an episode. On, we're gonna do a whole episode <laughs> on forex. Stop asking. We appreciate it. We got it. We, we coming we, soon. Coming soon. We heard you, you had some thoughts about, but forex. um, yeah, f currency Trash. trading forex. So. <laughs> Why don't? Why are you not a fan of forex? Um, the regulations are tough. So if you do, it's gotten better. So they have brokers here that are regulated. Finally, can we just? say, It's not a new thing. No, it's, it's old. It's you old. know, what, like yeah. I work around kids all the time, and like they'll try to approach me about it. Yeah. I'm like, guys, yeah, it's like it feels like yeah. a new fad that's yeah. going on, but it's not because new. of Instagram. It's new. It's new yeah. on social media. media. Yeah, exactly. new on social. Exactly. Yeah, and when people mention, they'll they'll be like, well, one time an investor took a trade and made $2 billion. I'm like, he wasn't trading on MT4. Like that was a bank play that he actually made. So that's different. Currency trading from a bank standpoint is good, but A, you have to deal with regulation. Two, the brokers are shitty. So a lot of them take your money. Like I have friends that invested in Forex and then literally all their money was taken. You aren't gonna be able to get in at the best spots. And then when you look at the major news outlets, nobody talks about Forex first. Mm. I'm like, follow where the money is. I've never heard three hedge fund managers ever mention Forex on TV or in writing. It's just not a good thing to invest in because you're trading against other people. And let's say you do get 25 pips a day because we all see the post on Instagram. <laughs> Y'all are making 14 $15. I'm like, I don't know how your bills are structured, but that $100 win not going to do shit for me and my kid. Like, it's not, it's yeah. an amateur's market and it's a good place to start. Have there been people that's made money? Yes, but th there are not a lot of them. More, it has a 95% loss rate. Yeah, I feel like this thing like hit college campuses and hit social media. Like wow, and then uh, the multi-level marketing companies yeah. took over, and I'm like, if you can actually <laughs> trade, why do you need to recruit people? And I tell people all the time, whether you join me or not, I'm cool, please, like you don't have to join. Right. But that's where the financial freedom, having no debt, yeah. having money comes in, because my, I'm trying to be less Dame Dashes and approach and be kinder, but I feel the energy because it's like if you're financially free, you don't need to chase anybody. Yeah, it becomes like, you know what, like what's the fastest thing to get money right now? Especially for a kid who's in college that has yeah. no money. Yeah. It's like, I'll do this. And, and I was like, that broke kid in college, so exactly. I understand it. They're but vulnerable. Damn near all fast money is bad. Anybody I knew who was making fast money in any endeavor, they lost it. Because when you make it too fast, you don't appreciate it. Kids, listen up, please. Please. <laughs> or you can lose it and then say, hey, you were right two or three years later. But please don't True. touch Forex. And I know some of y'all love Forex. That shit is trash, though. Can, can we talk about bonds for a little bit? Yes. Um, so bonds. All right. You hear about stocks and bonds a lot. Yeah. We've covered stocks. We're covering stocks today. But we haven't spoken about bonds yet. Mm -hmm. So bonds. So, all right. So stocks, you buy ownership of a company. Mm -hmm. And you buy stock in Apple, you're part owner of Apple, right? Yes. Bonds, kind of like the reverse in a sense where you're loaning a company yes. or a municipality or a country. You're loaning them money. Yeah. And for you loaning them money, they're paying you a dividend Yes. Um, over a set period of time. It's a coupon. It's called mm -hmm. a coupon, right? Yep. And it has a maturity. And maturity is like 10 years. So that's when it matures. Yeah. So you put $1,000 in, you have a 10% coupon uh -huh. then you get a hundred dollars every year yeah two times a year like fifty dollars two yeah. times a year right semi-annually and then at the end of 10 years you get your hundred dollars back yeah Is that correct yes okay you're good at making it simple you got to. <laughs> you're great. i always say if if if, if uh eight-year-old can't understand it I, I, it's too complex it's too complex yeah, the, the litmus test is always my son too so like yeah. that green means up red means down like Very I easy. drill Xander on that all the time, and he's like, and as you know, kids get it. Yeah, they get it. Like super easy, and I they think. love it when they get it. Yeah, because yeah. adults, we are so fearful because we made so many mistakes before. Yeah, because we all wish that we put more money in Apple ten years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I remember when Google first came out on the yeah. stock market. Yeah, 
I remember all of that. Yeah. I remember 2008, everything. We um, invested. We invested. I had, before they even announced the iPhone, I had Apple. Yeah. And um, I got, I got nervous, man. When, yeah. When the, the and it's crashed. a good tip too. Like, if you want to know if a if a company is a good thing to invest in, click on the ten year chart, and it should go up. Yeah. And be green. If it's going, and the same thing is like if you're in a relationship or a marriage. After 10 years, you know a person. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Because I said, I, I do that all the time. It's like if I show them funds and stuff like that, yep. like I look at it like, okay, what's the five-year rate of average, yep. the 10-year average, and since its inception. Absolutely. So since its inception is when it was created. So if it had, like Franklin Diamond Tech Fund, going back yep. to that. Um, so since its inception, 1968, is average 9.7% a year. That's incredible. So odds are. Yep. It's averaged almost 10% a year for 60 years. Yep. It's not going to fall off the cliff in year 61. <laughs> Highly unlikely. Yep. You know what you're going to get. Yes. Now, if something is up 47% for one year, but if I look in 10 years and it's minus one, I can't trust you. Yeah. So you can look at 401ks that all of them. Same, way, yep. same thing. It's like, that's an easy way. That's yeah. the easiest way to look to see if it's a good investment or not. Yeah. Look to see what it has done. The future is always dictated by the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, because if you look at all the legacy companies, and to make the analogies with players, LeBron has been good since he came out. LeBron's not, and that's why the Wash King thing is funny. <laughs> like, AD's been good since he's came in. Yeah. The players that were terrible five years ago, they're still terrible. Right. And that's, that's true of companies as well. So we, you look at that 10 and 15 year period, and like you said, since inception, like Apple has been a rocket. And I make the joke all the time, but Forrest Gump talked about Apple. Like, yeah. there was a whole scene carved out about how he invested money and how much it grew. And Apple's continue to hit all time high after all time we, high. So we, time we spoke high. about dividends when we spoke about bonds. Yeah. What are your thoughts on stocks, dividend paying stocks? It's tough. I, there's only a few that I like. Um, Apple, Microsoft, Mondelay. But my thing is, I want you to pair a dividend play with a company that is growing. So you still want to see that chart go up. A lot of dividend plays, they pay because they're a bad company. So I always tell women, it's like having a shitty boyfriend that'll buy you a Gucci bag. Is that something that you really want to hold long term? I like for the, the company to grow, yeah. and they're going to pay less. Like Apple and Microsoft are going to pay a smaller dividend, yeah. but the growth is incredible, opposed to a company that may drop 15% in a quarter, but they're giving you a $2 dividend. It's like, am I really doing anything for you when your retirement is being dragged down? So, but we didn't we didn't talk about bonds yet because I wanted to. Okay. I was going somewhere with that the Go bonds. Ahead. So, how do you make money on? So we explain what bonds are, but how do you make money on bonds? Because you said bonds is actually the best thing to trade. Bonds features. So yeah, how does that how does that work? So uh, th there's a unit of measurement called a tick. Think of it as a penny. So anytime that um, the bonds go up or down, because mm -hmm. you can make money whether the market goes up or down, it pays thirty one dollars and twenty five cent per tick, or per penny. So if you get 50 contracts and you ride it down, you can make money really fast there. Now, from a long-term investment play, there are some different theories of whether you should have bonds in your mix or not. You can. But from a future standpoint, since it pays the most and it moves slow. Mm -hmm. So the thing about trading. What's the cost for each contract when you trade in bonds? 500 per. Same thing? Yeah, okay. same thing, 500 uh, per. So you can get four pennies down with 50 contracts and you can make a few thousand in a day doing it that way. And then this is the most important thing. After you trade, you have to take a good portion of that capital and then put it back into your long term and not go right to bottle popping and vacations and, and tearing down a mall in Galleria where I'm in Houston. So, yeah. Are, are there any costs or anything, like commission costs or anything for that? Yeah, there are costs. You can buy a lifetime license and you can lower and redu reduce your fees. So any financial transaction, you know, there's going to be a cost associated with or a fee. But um, Ninja Trader has cheaper fees, and I don't have any affiliate deals with them. Okay. Um, but the fee structure is like a dollar forty-five round trip, which is uh, oh, it's entry, and then a dollar forty-five out, mm -hmm. which is pretty good because after you net profit, you're still walking away with probably twenty-eight bucks per per tip. Is there, is there a difference between a commission cost and an execution cost? Yeah, but they they put them all in. So okay. you know, most brokerages they're going to have the different level of fees. So there's an entry cost, of course. There's like a data fee and other things associated with it. But um, and the aggregate like is worth it because if you went to a bigger platform like like I said, TD Ameritrade, for the S and P you have to pay almost seven thousand, and then for bonds you have to pay thirty five hundred. I know most black people don't have that sitting around readily available. But for like um, and futures are for were for mostly institutional investors and private investors. So 
that's why I've tried to wake people up around it because I see so many people going to Forex and Bitcoin and Ethereum and I'm like, <laughs> invest where like Paul Tudor Jones isn't going on CNBC talking about <laughs> Litecoin. Like stop, oh, invest where the money and big money flows and then you can argue it and this is my litmus test for everything. I'm like, how much money are you making from it? You can theorize how good something is, but I'm like, if bonds pays the most, invest there. And I always tell people, okay, if you did your same job and I told you you can make 100 times more at the same job, would you switch companies? Yes. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, then leave Forex alone, leave crypto alone, and then just play. But like you said, you have competition from day one. So when you trade futures, you're trading against every top trader and every top hedge fund day one. There is no bitty ball. You're going against LeBron, Kawhi, KD, day one. So that's where the practice part comes in. All right. So the last segment, we're going to talk about your, your, your Red Panda yeah. platform and um, yeah. some other tips for investors. All right. So this is the question that everybody wants to know. Like, how much money, what's realistic, or how much money can you make um, short-term trading? A ton. Um, it, so when I first talked to the guy um, that introduced me to futures, I'm like, how much can I make? And he was like, well, how much money can you put up? Because that determines how much you can make. But on a short end, if, let's say you can trade 100 shares of the S&P 500, and you only get one penny worth of movement up or down. That one penny represents 12.50. So if you get four Represent pennies. Represents how much? 12.50, 1,250. Oh. Mm -hmm. So if you get four, that would be 5,000. Now, on average, the market will move anywhere from 70 to 90 pennies in a day. I'm telling people, only go for one or four to start. That's why you're saying invest first thing in the morning and right before close. Yep, because gotcha. then you have all the volume coming through. And then with bonds, since bonds pay more, you can make three, four, five, six thousand. So even with four techs, if you do 50 shares, you can make 3,100. How much money invested? Um, 12,500. 12,500 invested, yeah. yeah. you can make how much? 3,125. Yeah, and so the more you put in, so people always ask how much should I start with? I'm like 10 grand. 25 grand if you can do 50 great if you can do 100 better everyone's at different levels i'm like but if you don't have 10 you should not be intraday investing at all long-term investing yeah yeah, yeah. Just long -term start investing. there like mm -hmm. if you don't have 10 put away start with that because apple in 10 years is going to be great and i think too many people like you said try and gamble because they're behind but i'm like start with the basics the first level is index funds second is technology and then you can go into short-term investing after that you have a strategy to make $3,125 in a day trading bond futures. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> specific number. So Yeah, because each penny is thirty-one twenty-five per. Okay. So you guys can do the math. If you do 50 contracts, uh -huh. you get four pennies times 31.25. That gives you 3125 Yeah, 3125 So it's a day. Yeah, in a day. So in how, a do you, day. how do you do that? Um, so you'll place the order. So let's say I think bonds are falling. I will place the order, let's say, at 56 25 the market will um there will be a tag that will have a, a exit point for those four pennies i will buy 50 shares of it and then if it drops that four it automatically takes me out so you don't have to worry about well what if it goes down eight and comes back that's up your two? stop loss yeah okay. uh, yeah and then you have a predetermined target okay so on every trade you need a predetermined target or a, a target that you're going to hit so think of it like a sales goal like once you hit that goal you have to stop so a lot of people, when they trade, they want to leave the money in all day. It's not designed for that. You have to have a predetermined target in which you will exit. And that four penny or four tick target is, is the easiest one that you can hit. So you put it in, and then what's the sales target again? Uh, four pennies. Four pennies up. Yeah, so if you're buying, you want a four pennies up. If you're shorting, which means it's profit when the market drops, four pennies down, and then you're golden. So what's the stop loss? All right, four pennies up. I got that, but what's the stop loss on that? You can set it at eight. Eight pennies down? Yeah, because you have to give it some room to breathe, and then when you get into a more advanced, higher targets, then you would have four-penny target, and then now you would, um, excuse me, uh, eight-tick stop loss, and then like a 60-tick profit target. So now you're in like a positive risk-reward, because I can see the, the wheel spinning as an advisor. Um, it's a negative risk-reward on a smaller one, but I tell people, like, if you have a higher risk-reward, mm -hmm. you don't have to win as many trades. Um, because if you have a 15 to one or a 10 to one ratio, you can lose seven, eight trades and on your ninth trade, make all the money back, wipe away your losses and all your losses and then be in profit. One of your strategies is having an 11 to one risk reward yeah. ratio. Why is that? Because you're going to perform bad some days. 
like everyone isn't able to be emotionally disciplined. You may have a fight with your lady, your kids may bother you, you may be tired. So if I tell you to invest in the S&P and it goes up, your first two trades may be bad. Your third one will work out. But if and you can't outperform math, no matter how much willpower you have. So if you have a one-to-one risk to reward, you only have one trade to win. Mm-hmm. Two to one, you can lose two trades before you're negative. We don't want to risk 50% of our money on two trades because that's like playing roulette almost at that point. Anybody in here, I think, can win one trade out of 11 and then still be profitable. It just It's a financial um, assessment that you'll be able to make to know, okay, even if I only make one out of 11, I can still be able to profit. Most people are doing one-to-one ratio. Yeah. So they'll risk 100 to, to make 100, and then they lose, and now they're out of so, money. So, all right, so it's like you got $1,000 to invest. Most people putting $1,000 in one investment. You should not do that. And they just roll on the dice with it. I mean, we've all heard, don't put your eggs in one basket. And then for, when it comes to financial stuff, <laughs> this is like the all epitome. the hindsight, yeah, <laughs> goes out the so window. So you're saying if you have $1,000, you should never put 90 Yeah. More than 90 No. Yeah, because you want to cap the risk on every trade. So if you lose the 90 on 1000 it's not going to ruin your day. If you lose 850 out of the $1,000, you are going to be pissed. Yeah. You're going to be pissed. And that's what's true of every business. So we know we need to bring in customers at a certain rate. There's a certain amount you can spend on ads for that. These numbers are true in, in every business. Yeah. So on a, on a good week, right, the market's up. If we're doing the 3125 strategy, mm-hmm. we're talking over 15000 a week. Yeah. At that point, we're doing this full time. Yeah. At what point do you become a master and you can now do this full time? It depends on what your what your financial targets are. So for me, what's made it easier is, is like being really disciplined. So my grandmother used to say, like, baby, pay down all your debt. Yeah. No credit cards. Shout out to grandma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And then Dave Ramsey got super popular, and I'm like, this is all the stuff my grandma taught me. Yeah, I, I wrote one of her quotes. She was like, negative thoughts have negative actions with these negative results. Yeah. The same as reverse for positive. And I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. She would be like, altitude determines your altitude. I'm like, I do not want to hear that. <laughs> but as an adult, it's very true. Yeah. And then we have so much stress in our household because financially we're upside down. Like, I remember when we were broke, our family would fight about everything. The remote control who gets to watch the TV, when we would go out, having financial freedom takes that away. So a lot of times people think they need to earn more. I'm like, you need to knock that damn debt down Mm. and quit overspending. And that's a hard part. And we all know it. As you get more money, the income creep happens. And then now it's like, okay, I don't want the Benz anymore. I want the Bentley. But the cost associated with it and repairs are tough. Upgrading the house. So you have to keep the debt down first, and then you won't need to make as much. But you can go full-time after you're disciplined. You constantly have hit those same numbers over and over again. Gotcha. Dave Ramsey made a half a billion dollars by telling people not to use any debt. <laughs> That's it. Smart. But look. Number God, one. He God followed bless America. Seven step system. Yeah. But he followed the same system over and over again. Yeah. Over and, and repeated the same message. So it goes back to, to the same thing with trading. You got to follow the same plan. And Dave's been saying the same thing like 30 years. Very few changes to it. So most importantly, like take what I'm saying and to everyone watching, like, follow what the top five companies do. Apple's systems are down. They only have a few products. Manufacturing is incredible. They are following the same blueprint. That's why everyone jokes like, man, they just putting out the same phone again. But I'm like, if 3 million people are buying them, and I bought the new phone when it came out, why change it? Why change it? Stick to the script. Yep. So, all right. So, can you talk about um, your platform, Red Panda? Yeah. So, Red Panda is uh, my baby that was birthed by accident because I never intended to show anyone my blueprint so we have a couple different programs for people that are interested to learn how to invest um if you're not financially stable you should not be intraday or short-term investing at all always start there um so my foundation of course is uh long-term investing first but i have a couple of different programs like alpha is a more expensive program that teaches you how to make between 10 to 25 grand in a month and then the, the 1k program is uh the program that's really like I probably have maybe 600 students in that program. And majority are black women. Mm-hmm. So I saw a void that a lot of people were talking about investing but not teaching us because they need someone like us that they can relate to to be able to um, show them how to be able to do it. So I've had a, an incredible run with the women in the program and, and been able to get some great results for them. But the 1K a day program is designed to help you learn how to trade futures. And when you do trade, you can make a thousand dollars in a day, and then you'll be good. So you got six hundred students. This is, what's the success rate? Are they coming to you? Like, is there a mastermind class where everybody's discussing their results? Or yeah, is it's, it's, doing it's, the same it's like, like in pods of like two hundred, they'll come in, okay. and then so it's the same eighty twenty rule. Like eighty percent will do great, 
20% won't follow the rules, yeah. and then they won't do well. So nothing has a 100% success rate. But if you come in and follow the blueprint and the plan, like you'll be, and I've posted this year probably 150 testimonials. And I'll tell people anytime, like, if you don't believe, don't believe me, because I know from outside looking in, it sounds like some bullshit. Yeah. But I'm like, if I was doing something wrong or they weren't women, it weren't winning, black women would tell you. Because mm. most of them are black women in the program. So the, the results have been posted year after year. Now, are they trading for themselves inside the program or are you doing the trading? They're trading for them. So on our call, we have a daily call on um, Everyday Chat Monday through Friday. Like, I'll call out spots where they should not get in because they are either buying too high or they're trying to short it a low. But they're doing it for themselves. So I even like, like Monica is one of my students. She took seven hundred and turned that to twelve thousand. Um, Angie's making a thousand dollars a day. She's been with me about six weeks. Um, and then one of my students, Carrie, who's from my home county, um, she's probably my best student in the program. Like her win percentage is now is eighty nine percent. For for a month, so what, she's doing incredible. One of your rules is that you you never want to buy in the middle. Can't because you because a moving average literally tells you what it is. You're buying at an average price. I want to buy at extremes. So extreme low, so like when the Iran stuff happened um, or any, there's a hard push down in the market, I'm like buy stocks then during times of crisis because then they're going to shoot back up. Most people buy in the middle when the market is doing okay or Google had an all-time high and people were like, well, I need to buy Google today. I'm like, you're buying too high. So we all know on Black Friday, that's when the deals are. When the market falls apart, that's the time to buy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to buy when everything is, is at its highest price. And we all know to do that. But it's the emotion part and then the emotional discipline to actually do it. Because it's scary as hell when the market is falling 500 points and I'm like, okay, should I buy today? That's when it's on sale. I ask every woman, if I can get you the Louboutins for 250 instead of the 1500 would you get them? Yes. It's the same theory. But when we invest, you're we buying them at 1700 instead of 1500 We I'm don't like, want to miss out. You're overpaying. Yeah. You're overpaying. And the crazy, and you know this being an advisor, there's like many crashes that happen every month. So everyone's been waiting for a big recession to happen because they want to recreate the big short. A crash happens every month. There hasn't been one month where stocks and index funds have not come down. But people don't have the discipline to wait and to say, okay, when we drop 500 points on a Dow or 1,000, I'm going to buy that day. That's the time to buy because it's on sale. Buy low, sell high. It's the same strategy over and over again. And most people buy buy high high and sell low. No, they buy high and sell low. Yep. That's what most people do. Yep. It's emotions. Nobody wants to, FOMO, fear of missing out. Absolutely. Um, nobody wants to feel like, it's like Bitcoin, perfect example. Most people brought Bitcoin at 19000 18, and then they sold it at 3000 because they thought it was going to go to zero, yep. and they didn't want to have like a complete loss. Yeah. Logic goes out the window when emotions come into play. And money's in play, too. Yeah. yeah. Ian, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been I a really pleasure. Thank you, thank you for rocking with us, man. Can you um tell the people uh, how to contact you, social media handles and all that? Yeah, my IG is The Master Investor on Facebook. You can just look me up, Ian Dunlap, LinkedIn. You, you can look me up. The site is joinredpanda.com. If you type in your name and email, I'll add you to the VIP list while I send out some information. And then um, if you put that you listen from Earn Your Leisure, I'll do a free webinar where I don't sell anything and just teach for 30 minutes. Um, so whenever this comes out a month okay. later, I'll do that. But I want to tell you guys, thank you. I've been following you guys for a long time. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate y'all for being cool and putting yeah. out the information that you do. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then also, we'll have the link in our YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube in the, the bio, and then um, if you're listening to it on Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, in the description, we'll have a link um, to yeah your platform as well if people are interested in, in yeah. t- learning more about your platform. And I want to say this. Soak up all the information that they put out because 10 years ago, it probably would have cost them four or 500000 to put the same material out. Mm. And I wish there were some more brothers I could have listened to 2005, 2004, that would have put out this kind of information. So seriously, like I'm not ass kissing. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate all the amazing Bro, content it. you guys have put out. So subscribe to the YouTube <laughs> podcast. Listen every week because there's some gems in here. Like even for a console, like I charge two grand for a console. Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving it for free. Like Wall Street Trapper came on here, gave some great information. There's a ton of great people who are giving because we want to. So I, yeah. once again, thank you guys yeah, for putting I appreciate out. that. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, Houston. We'll be back soon. <laughs> we'll be back sure. real soon. Troy, some housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. We got a, a, a new one right before we came on and did this episode. Shout out to our hometown boy, uh, Chestnut, Keon. Okay. Yeah, he joined on um, Tier 4. So he'll be EYL. Shout out Salute. to my boy. We went Salute. to school together. We Appreciate grew up together, you. played ball together. Um, so shout out to him. He's a Tier 4 member. Dope. And as you can see now, uh, our Patreon has been revamped. 
Um, so there's some new features that are, that are there for you. Um, and he has access to EYL University, you know, almost as importantly as joining the Patreon. So that is our online school. You know, we do three courses a week. Monday is uh, more uh, real estate based. Wednesday is our guest webinar. And Thursday is always myself and Shadi doing something related to business. Um, so shout out to him for joining and everybody that's been on there um, kicking it with us and, and asking questions and, and doing all that, man. It's been fun. Yeah, EY, EYL fun. University is an online platform, educational platform. Uh, you got to teach a class for us. Yeah, we, we, I'll be yeah, happy to. It goes out guess what? We, we bring we bring um, different lecturers on, and it's it's dope because it's in Zoom, oh, so people that. ask questions in real time. Yeah, and it's a dope experience. So it's something that we're really excited about. Um, and that's three days a week. We do different classes on all different topics. Bring different people in. Um, so yeah, EYL University is an extension of the podcast, just a little bit more, into, way more interactive. I love that. Um, so yeah, EYL University, and then the merch. Merch is out. Yeah, assets over liabilities. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need sure. some sweatshirts myself. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we yeah, got yeah, you, yeah. we got you, we got it. We, we out of order right now, but we, we as soon as we re up, we got you. And um, yeah, the book tip of this week is technical analysis explained. Um, I thought that would be a good fitting good book. book. Um, I read that book, and that's if you're interested in about you know especially short term trading. Yeah technical analysis, like reading charts. We didn't even talk about that, but that's something, you know, to be aware of. Yeah, Yeah. to be aware of, definitely. Um, And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah, subscribe, comment, like, uh, write a review. The reviews are great. Share, do all that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend, that's a fact. And then, uh, yes, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. peace. Love you all, thank you. Welcome to Alumni. Thank you, brother, I appreciate (laughs) it. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.